the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Real Life Radio is a service of River City Community Church. Grace and peace to you and welcome to Real Life Radio with Pastor Sean Azaro of River City Community Church right here in San Antonio, Texas. A church that exists to help people just like you find the real life you were created for and then find it to the full. And that's what Jesus said in John 10.10. And today we continue in the series called Jesus Has Left the Building and Rediscovering the Biblical Jesus. As today, Pastor Sean has us starting in Luke chapter 4 and a message called Come and See. It's an invitation to see and to testify about the love you were made for. This is Real Life Radio. The Luke 4 mission and message that Jesus gave, good news for the poor, release for the captives, yeah, that isn't a mission or a message that we have to carry out in isolation. It's not something that we have to carry out alone. Jesus' mission in Luke 4 is supposed to be, it is designed to be carried out in community. That's the great news I wish someone would have made more clear to me when I was a kid. This is to be carried out in the community. In other words, changing the world takes teamwork, and God's provided a team. We're supposed to do this together. Now, I know the deal. Unfortunately, the church, for many of us, has often not felt like a partner in this deal of sharing this good news with the world around us, but sometimes an obstacle. I understand the mistakes the church has made. I get it. Some big ones, some small ones, some more not really mistakes, just kind of weirdness. You know, do you grow up with any church weirdness? Do you have any stories that church is stranger than fiction stories like I have? I told you before about the dancing in church, and it was never cool dancing, right? You know, and how kind of that was. I, did I tell you about the Jericho marks? March? Do you know what Jericho March is? Okay, yeah, you know Jericho. And let me just say real clearly, Jericho must have been awesome. Can you imagine Jericho going around this city, this nation of people, walking around every day, the trumpets, the walls go down. I mean, power of God, fear of God stuff, right? It just didn't have that effect in my little church growing up, okay? It was more kind of like a Christian mambo line. Jesus. And, you know, I mean, if, if people are celebrating, if that's an expression of worship and the power of God, whatever, whatever, I was just praying. None of my friends entered the room at the, that time. None of my friends accidentally stumbled in with their parents sitting there looking at me in the mambo line. Even when I was in youth ministry, I mean, it got me thinking about this idea. That's where the, the idea with real life came. I started talking with some of my team members, and we started just dreaming about, is it possible to create an environment that will speak to people who don't yet believe? where you can unashamedly preach the word, unashamedly worship, but people who don't believe can at least come and hear it and consider it. Because I believe if you get people who don't yet believe into authentic biblical community, I'm not talking perfect, okay? Do not hear perfection, but authentic community of faith, I think it breaks down barriers to belief every time. Because while the church has also been one of those things that at times I had to go, oh God, I don't want to avoid that, I want to avoid that. There have been other times when the church is my greatest ally because get someone connected with a group of people who are loving and caring and those barriers to faith just kind of melt in the sight of authentic, real Christian community. And I think there's a reason because that's seeing Jesus at work. Remember what I've shared with you before. We're not making a product here. We are the product. 
In other words, we're not about sermons and songs and groups and kids' ministries and all the stuff that we do here. Those are all tools. Those are all, I hope, helpful in your journey of faith. But fundamentally, we are about making disciples, more people passionately following Jesus, right? So we're not making a product, folks. We are the product. We are what the church does. We are the church. And so that idea that I can actually show people Jesus working in real people's lives, because I want to suggest you'll never get closer to the presence of Jesus than when in an authentic Christian community. In fact, in Matthew 18, and listen, this is really important, Jesus repeats something in Matthew 18. You should flip over there. Beginning at verse 18, he repeats something he said in Matthew 16. And this is significant that he says it to some of the same people again. He says, I tell you the truth. Now, this is Matthew 18. I tell you the truth, whatever you bind on earth, verse 18, I tell you the truth, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And now he expounds a little bit more. Verse 19, again I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything you ask for, it'll be done for you by my Father in heaven. For where two or three come together in my name, you can insert this concept of ecclesia, the church, the community, the citizens, where two or three come together in my name, there am I with them. Two or three people. The community. In my name, do you know what that means? We're on official Jesus business. We're not just kind of hanging out. I think Jesus is with us all the time. We're the temple of the Holy Ghost. But this is something different. And you need to understand that. This promise means the gathering. The gathering on official Jesus business will have something different, a different manifestation of the presence of Jesus. Wherever two or more of you are there, on my business, in my name, I'm there. So when I invite people to come join me in the ecclesia, with the community, with the church, I'm not just inviting people to church. I'm inviting them to come see Jesus. That's what the scripture says. And do you understand how powerful that is? Because that, now I just tapped into, wait a minute, we're reading the New Testament. How many times did someone say to another person, come and see Jesus, come and see? Isn't that what Andrew did? He met Jesus, went to his brother Peter, come and see. Philip to Nathaniel, actually in John 1, 46. Remember Nathaniel, a little bit skeptical, hears that Jesus is from Nazareth, and he says this, can anything good come from there, Nathaniel asked? Come and see, said Philip. Philip could have debated. He could have got the text out. He could have said the history of Nazareth. And he could have done all that stuff. He just said, yeah, whatever. Come and see. Samaritan woman, you remember she met Jesus at a well? He told her things she'd never heard. He told her about life. He to- told her about living water. She believes in him, runs back to her city. What is, what's her message? John 4, 29. Come and see a man who told me everything I ever... Come see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Christ? See, come and see god shows up because you show up in his name and therefore we can invite people to come and see we're not just bringing people to church folks we're bringing them to jesus and that's why i want to suggest to you the best invitation is simply come and see if you're taking notes write that down the best invitation is simply come and see it's what they said over and over in the new testament because of the presence of jesus among us we can simply invite and say come and see Let me share a couple of things that I think that implies. First, come and see the love you were made for. Come and see the love you were made for. Every one of us longs for love. We were created for love. Jesus said in John 15, 12 through 13, listen, 
My command is this, and he's saying this to the church. In other words, the citizens of this new kingdom. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that he laid on his life for his friends. And then he went and modeled that in the most incredible and graphic way possible. This is what I mean by love. And what he did was when he set this church in place is he, he said, I want you to love each other as I have loved you. In other words, this church, this ecclesia, this community, it's going to be a place where people can come in and just experience my love. It, they can just come and experience my love. They can experience my grace. They can experience my acceptance, my forgiveness. They can experience correction in the midst of commitment. In other words, there's a correction given, but it's in the midst of commitment. It's not condemnation. They can experience my love. And and River City, I'm going to brag on you again a little bit. That is one of the things I've always been grateful about this fellowship for. I can bring someone, a guest, who has not yet met Jesus, and I know they're going to experience love. I've seen it over and over. They've made new friends. They've become a part. It has always helped me. Someone that I want to see, that I care about, that I want to see come to know Jesus, it has always helped me to bring them into this community. It's never been one of those things like, oh, I've got to apologize for those guys because they're all, you know, whatever. You guys have been excellent in that regard. I mean, I've seen it over and over and over again. We have these little cards that we send out to new visitors, people who are new, and it's just a little response card. What's the first thing you noticed? You know, kind of survey, a little survey thing. One of the things, one of the most commonly stated things, they noticed how much everybody loved each other. Isn't that cool? I mean, that visitors would say, yeah, everyone was so friendly, everyone was so engaged. They just, they just loved each other. A friend of mine, Dave McCall, came and spoke here uh, a couple months ago, a few months ago. Um, and he's the director of pregnancy care center, so he travels and goes visits different churches and stuff, so he gets to be out in a lot of different churches. And he said, Sean, I don't know if you know what you have there. He said, you know, because I don't get to get out as much because I'm usually here on Sundays, right? I don't get out much. <laughs> he says, I don't know if you understand what you have there in that. He said, just the way they respond to each other, the way they respond to newcomers, just the natural feel, the way they, just that spirit. He said, it's different. He said, it's very rare. And actually, I did, I did know that because I've been in other churches. And I just want to say thank you for being a visible representation of the love of Jesus. I didn't say you're perfect, so, you know, look around. You can see that. I don't need to tell you that. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I was going so well. I was doing so well. I was just encouraging, but I had to come back. No, but seriously, you're a visible representation of the authentic love of Jesus. And that's huge. Because people intuitively want to be loved. Two or three are gathered in my name. I'm there in the midst. We want to take a quick minute to remind you you're listening to Real Life Radio, a service of River City Community Church here in San Antonio, in this series called Jesus Has Left the Building and Rediscovering the Biblical Jesus. In fact, you can find this whole series on the sermons link at reallife.org. And here's an invitation for you to join us this Sunday and every Sunday from Pastor Sean. River City Community Church is a church for real life. Real life is what we were created for and what we're all about. Hi, I'm Pastor Sean Azaro, and we believe that we were made to have a life full of meaning and passion that can only be found in relationship with our Creator. That's what real life is. 
Now, for us, real life has a bit of a double meaning in that this faith of ours is also a relevant thing to the real world. It works in real life. It's not just a church thing. It's a way of living that powerfully impacts your home, work, and social world. That's why River City has a relaxed, casual feel where we enjoy practical teaching, inspirational music, and age-appropriate discovery for the whole family. We want to help every single person find the life they were created for. River City is located a mile and a half outside of Loop 1604 on Lookout Road, across from Matama Park. Sunday service times are 9 and 11. Our home on the web is reallife.org. To find out everything you need to know, stop by our website at reallife.org. We look forward to meeting you on the road to real life. Welcome back as we return to this message called Come and See. This is Real Life Radio. Here's Pastor Sean. A second thing that people can come and see is come and see a community you can belong to. A community you can belong to. Because people long for community. I've shared with you before, multiple surveys have been done. One that stands out is a Gallup poll that was done on the two greatest kind of longings of a person's heart. Just kind of that thing they're striving for, things that they see as perceived needs. The first one is meaningful relationships. The second is a sense of purpose in their lives. A sense of their life mattering, making a difference. Come and see a community you can belong to, i.e. relationships that are real. In John 17, 22, Jesus is praying and he says, I have given them, who, who are they? The church. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. Paul used the metaphors of a body, a building. He talks specifically about a family. In other words, this church is not just a place where we come and just sit and have a meeting. This is supposed to be a community Commitment and unity merge together. Community. Where we belong to one another. We're committed to one another. We care for one another. That's what the church is supposed to be. That's why we believe in small groups the way that we do, where we connect people, where you are actually in, everyone is in a large church, but we're also in a small church where everybody knows your name and they're praying for you, loving for you, caring for you. That's community. It is a community of his presence. Jesus talked about the glory, the manifest revealed presence of father and this is what unifies us by the way we are a a community of people whose god's presence is in us and in a unique manifestation according to jesus his presence is among us that's the power of the fellowship and i'm telling you people long for a community meaningful relationships of commitment and authentic love for each other and that's what we are about it's as simple as i invite you to come and see come and see That's the invitation. And last, and I'll wrap with this, come and see a mission worth living for. Come and see a mission worth living for. Because the second thing people long for is purpose. I mean, think about it. Meaningful relationships and a sense of purpose. That's what people primarily see as their perceived needs. Meaningful relationships, a sense of purpose. Do you understand the church is what the world has been waiting for? Because it is the answer provided by their creator. God created us and designed us to long for meaningful relationships, and to long for a sense of purpose. And then Jesus said, I will build my church, my community, my citizenship, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. This idea that my life can matter. So many people, they go through, and especially in our culture, you go through and you kind of become a moneymaker. That becomes your life. And it's just like, okay, why do I do this again? Why am I doing this? Yeah, I I remember I used to care about this, this, and this, but kind of now I've achieved that. and, And what did that get me? And you can really come to it. There can be a real despair. Well, into that kind of scenario, Jesus says in Acts 1.8, remember it's one of the final things he said before his ascension to his followers. He said, you will receive 
power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. In other words, the spirit that unifies is the spirit that empowers us. There's real power in his spirit. You'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. What does a witness do? And growing up, the answer was we go, we knock on people's doors at the dinner hour particularly. They're home and they're vulnerable. And we knock on their door. And when they answer, we say, do you know where you would go if you died tonight? Man, that was compelling as I think about it. You catch my sarcasm. Look, and there were people who were effective at doing that, and I'm like, dude, you could lead anybody to the Lord. If you can do, overcome that, you could lead anybody to Jesus. You should be doing that like in Times Square because you would really be putting up some numbers, bud. We had the whole word witness messed up, I think. That's why it felt so unnatural. You know what a witness does? Witness tells what they have what? Seen. So witnesses are best at saying, come and see. When, Nathan, when Philip was talking to Nathaniel, I'm not going to argue with you. Come and see. You've got to see what I've seen. The what, Samaritan woman, let me tell you about this guy. You have to see what I've seen. Come and see. It's the most powerful message because it's based on... Do you remember what Jesus said before the message uh, a few weeks ago when we talked about the guy who'd been set free from the demons? And Jesus told him, go and tell what God has done for you and how he's had mercy on you. You see how come and see works so naturally with that? Simple. It's not rocket science. God never intended it to be rocket science. You don't have to be the Bible answer man. Man, I hope you guys are becoming extremely biblical literate, being in the Word every day, and that's all good, all good, all good. But let me tell you what God's done for you. Oh, I can't believe it. Come and see. Come and see. One last scriptural story before we wrap. Luke 15, 1 through 7. Now, listen. Now, the tax collectors... And sinners were all gathering around to hear him. Okay? But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. That was very unusual. It was out of the norm. They even considered it wrong. But then Jesus told them this parable Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Does he not leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me. I found my lost sheep. I tell you, in that same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. Jesus said, I left the comfort of heaven because I wanted to find the one who would hear my voice and would respond. He's saying to us, the church, you should leave the comfort of community, which I created you for. It's my gift to you, but you have to leave the comfort of community to find the one. That's why Jesus left the building. That's why Jesus has left the building to go out and to do what he said in Luke chapter 4, bring the gospel to the poor, release for the captives, sight for the blind. That's the heart of Jesus. That's why we share a message that says, come and see. Come and see. I'm so thankful someone shared it with me and my family. I remember the lady who shared it with my mom, and then my mom dragged me. I didn't get to come and see. It's like, get in a car. You know, that was my evangelist message, get in a car. You know? <laughs> but I'm sure glad that someone said to my mom, 
Come and see. Because, man, it changed our lives, changed our family. If I'd never become a believer, if my family never become a believer, how different would my life be? How different would, you know, my kids' lives be? Would I have ever met my wife? I don't know. God did so much through a lady who said, come and see what Jesus is all about. And so we did, and it was amazing. Jericho marches and all. We look right, because Jesus was there, and he's like, yeah, I know this is goofy, but just I'm among these people. Jesus puts up with a lot of our goofiness, right? I want to introduce something. I want to ask you. You probably noticed your bulletin is even thicker than usual today. (laughs) I want to introduce a simple campaign this morning called Five by Five. Five by Five, come and see. Five by Five, come and see. I've given you five just little brochures, little flyers, little cards, simple little things to give to someone about River City Community Church. You remember we said uh, a win for us is more people passionately following Jesus. Well, where are those people going to come from? Folks, we know them. They're on our streets. They're in our offices. They're they're people we run into at the grocery store. I just want to ask you, could we together invite five people a week for five weeks and see what God does? What would God do if we actually said, okay, I will walk across the street or walk across the room or pull this out of my pocket and I will give this to someone? Friends, co-workers, neighbors, absolute strangers. It doesn't matter. I want to challenge you. Let's see what God will do. Because as I pointed out, there are empty seats in this room. There's not supposed to be. Because there's people. And what if the people who filled these seats were someone that you know and care about and that you've been praying for, that you'd love to see God do something, just go, oh, well, I don't know what's wrong. Maybe someone will do something. Maybe God's calling you. And I mean, it really, very simple idea. A couple tips. Keep the invites with you. They're much easier to give when they're like on you, okay? If you like put them at home in a place where you'll never get them, uh, you you know, okay, that's like a little weird psychological thing that says, no, I'm not giving those out, okay? Put them under the seat of your car. You'll never see those again until you sell the car, okay? You You know how that goes, right? Keep them with you. And I want to encourage you. The secret to giving this invite out, do you know what it is? Just do it. Really. It's that simple. Just do it. And I mean it. If it's someone you know and care about, just give them one. Someone you, a total stranger, just give them one. I I just want to encourage you, don't procrastinate. Okay, I know some of you, some of you are going to get on this tomorrow. You're going to be praying and you're going to be intentional. It's going to be awesome. And you're going to invite some people. You're going to see some great results. Some of you are going to wait and procrastinate. And like on Sunday morning, go, oh, dang, I didn't do that thing. And Sean's going to talk about it again. And you're going to be inviting our parking guys to, to River City. That doesn't count. Okay, that doesn't count. The parking guys are already here. Okay, some of them are even saved. Okay, so no, I'm just kidding. Parking guys, you are awesome, parking guys. You parking guys are awesome. Here's some things, you know, some people go, what do I say? Just hand it out, just walk in, take this, please. Four, to, four more to go, you know. <laughs> Don't do that, okay? I, I'll share with someone, like someone will share a need with me. Something going on in their life, something with their kids, something with their job or whatever. And I, I don't have a problem just saying, well, you know, um, I'm going to pray for you. And then it's very easy to say, you know, I'm part of a group of people who believes in the power of prayer. And we've seen God do some very cool things for people we've prayed for. In fact, I'd love for you to just come and see. Here's the info. 
I'm part of a group of authentic and caring people who really believe in God and just like being together. I'd love for you to come and check it out. Come and see. It's really, I mean, a group who serves the poor in our community and they just love to help and roll up their sleeves. Come and see. A group who doesn't take themselves too seriously, but we take God very seriously. Come and see. What phrases would you use? I mean, what brings you back? Why are you here this morning? I mean, that's a, very, that's a valid question. Sean, I don't know. I cannot, for the life of me, it's like I'm in a trance until noon on Sundays. I, I don't know. I hope that's not the case. I hope there's like a reason you get up and come here. How about tell someone that? Hey, come and see. See what God does. Do you know there's, and I, I wish I would have looked this up. I didn't think about it till now. Okay, this is the ADD dilemma, but I've read several different places. Um, it was, uh, oh, I can't even remember the guy's name. Anyway, did multiple kind of surveys and said an alarmingly high number of people will say yes. They, they've said, yeah, if someone asked me to church, I'd say yes, I'd go. One time, I'd go. I mean, you realize if we actually do this, and people actually say yes, can you imagine how many people that we run into, that we buy gas from, that we, we work with, or we're on the, you know, li- live on our street, whatever. Do you know how many of those people who could become a part of this fellowship could get connected in community and could be part of that more people passionately following Jesus? It just has a, the, the, the kind of the glimmer of awesome on it. And I want to challenge you, why not? It's just a matter of doing it, saying... I'm part of this group, that, and you fill in the blank. Why are you here? And tell somebody. Tell them what God has done for you, how God has had mercy on you. And then invite them to come and see. And see what God does. Thank you, Pastor Sean. You've been listening to Real Life Radio. As next week, we'll continue this series called Jesus Has Left the Building and Rediscovering the Biblical Jesus as it's available right now as a free download when you find the sermons link at reallife.org. We invite you to do more than just hear, but see and do when you join us at River City Community Church, located on Lookout Road right behind Rotama Park. You can see all the details, directions, and service times also at reallife.org. If you'd like to call the church, the number is 210-490-5262, as Real Life Radio is a service of River City Community Church. We hope you join us again next time for more Real Life. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.